And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post game show. As always, my name is Sean Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew, and as a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Raptors fans, Raptors fans, Raptors fans. I mean, that was a tough loss. Definitely a tough loss. My name is Sheldon Alexander and I'm happy to be here with you. I'm happy to be here as a safe space for you Raptors fans. And you know what? I'm kind of happy that I have a couple of my friends along with us for this journey <laughs> because we need we need the comfort of our friends right now. The Raptors lose a tough one. So I'm joined here by first off my guy Q. Q, what is going on? How are you doing, my friend? I was doing a lot better two and a half hours ago, <laughs> but we're here, you know. We knew it was going seven anyway, so let's do this. Hey, I like that attitude. I like that positive attitude. And as you can see on the YouTube video or on the live stream right now, you can see them in the background on my TV here. But also, if you're listening, you can hear the voice, the sweet sounds of Mr. Brendan Dunlop. Mr. Dunlop, how are you doing, sir? What's up, boys? It's nice to be here. I'm sorry that I come with a giant L my <laughs> first appearance. Show in a, in a minute, so uh, I promise I'll, I'll try my best to make up for it. And that uh, you know, curses aren't real; it's not actually my fault. That is true. We will not blame you. We will not blame you. We just look at this as an opportunity to mourn the loss with our friends, right? Raptors lose one eleven to eighty nine again. My name is Sheldon Alexander. This is the Wrap It Up podcast, which you can stream live on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. What else am I forgetting here? I'm forgetting something else for sure, definitely. But the point is, we're here for you, Raptors fans. Not only when times are just great, when OG is splashing game winners. Not only when Kyle Lowry is ca carrying the team on his back. But maybe more importantly, to be here to remind y'all, and times are tough, that hey, it's going to be a long series. It's probably going to go six or seven, and here we are. The Raptors are going to win. It's going to go seven. So first off, we want to start off with the score being 111 to 89. And Mr. Brendan Dunlop, I'll start with you. Sometimes when a team has too many days off, they come out even more fatigued. But, but that wasn't the case. It's the same rhythm. Uh, I don't know what it is about the, the you know, technically the, the road team winning uh, every game in this series. Um, is that actually playing a factor? Are they really missing the fans? I think if they're playing at home, yeah, the Raptors are getting a boost. They're definitely not down by, by 24 or whatever it was at the half. And trailing by 27, crazy stat that the first NBA champion to trail by 27 points in a in a game in the next postseason mm -hmm. in the in the playoffs. So I don't know, man, how, how the Raptors uh, they dug themselves a hole early, but it was it was brutal and they just couldn't get out of it. It was weird, and it did not look like a Raptor team. And Q, we've obviously sat here and watched a lot of Raptor games over the last two years. How often have we seen the Raptors get blown out? It's been maybe a handful of times, right? Like, this is not something we normally see from this team. I can't even tell you the last time, but I don't ever remember a game like this where it was we blew out ourselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, even when they were getting stops, 
nothing was happening on the other end. Even when they were getting turnovers, nothing would happen going back the other way. They had nothing. The shot selection was horrible. There was no ball move. Like it's a Toronto Raptors team. Nick Nurse coaching. There's no ball movement. Like when does that ever happen? Yeah, so it, it was is just not Raptors basketball going on right now. I totally agree with you. And what we try to do here, we try to hit you with some stats, but we also try to hit you with the eye test as well. And the eye test told me that after Kyle Lowry averaging 45 minutes per the last two games and him coming out in the last two games and getting 11 quick points in each of the first two first quarters of the last two games, pardon me, if that makes sense. Each of the last two first quarters, Kyle Lowry finished with 11 points. There we go in English. This game, Kyle Lowry started the first quarter and he was 0 for 3 from the field, two points that were both on free throws. Th- were they just tired? Is it as simple as that? Like, is it, is it, you know, sometimes we try to overanalyze things, but was Kyle Lowry and the Raptors, were they just tired, Dunlop? I think they're feeling it, man. You know, I mean, they've got their families there now. Um, they've been there a long time. I'm not saying the families are a distraction, but. They're, they're certainly feeling the effects of having been there for months. And this is a totally different experience for any of these guys. The only comparable is international tournaments. And they don't last as long as the Rap- Raptors have been. So this type of bubble environment that they've got, it's going to have strange and unpredictable effects and impacts on the body. And something as simple as, you know, missing or, or having an extra hour of sleep can totally, like, throw a guy off. And you're not going to know that until you're dissecting the tape afterwards. And, and maybe still you can't put your finger on it. So... I think the the Raptors, you know, it, it felt like midway through the third quarter, they were just happy to pack this one in. Although watching the fourth quarter, I couldn't help but wonder, would this have been different if Rondé Hollis-Jefferson had started this game? Because they were well out, but this man had the fire like they were coming back in this game. He's a vet. He's a prideful vet. And a lot of the talk right now, as I see Q's already smirking here, because a lot of the talk, the Raptors fan base is fired up, talking about who should be playing, who shouldn't be playing. We talked about, are they tired? But... Regardless of being tired or not, should Nurse maybe turn to his bench queue? Well, I don't want to make excuses for them, but no. if you are tired, like this is the thing that the Raptors all year, right? Mm-hmm. One of their biggest strengths has been their depth. Yes. Right? Earlier in the season, even that 15 game run, all through the injuries, it was we, can, we have 10 guys who can go out there and play. Yeah. Right? Now we're in the playoffs, and they play seven guys. Now Boston is hurt. No Hayward. Yeah, their their one bench, their one NBA capable bench player is in their starting lineup. Yeah. Yet they're running nine guys. Yeah, right. Really, Brad Wanamaker should not be playing in playoff games. Yeah, Semi Ojaleyi should not be <laughs> playing in playoff games. Grant Williams finally got his name. He should not be playing <laughs> and playing. Good minutes, yeah, and scoring in playoff games. You you mentioned Wanamaker, and it wasn't even just so. Wanamaker at halftime had ten points in this game. That was more than any other Raptor, any Raptor had in the game at all at halftime. Wanamaker had ten. Yep. In fact, there were five Celtics players at halftime that had more points than the Toronto Raptors players. So that's at the half. Anytime that's happening, not a good look at Never. all. And I mentioned. We talked about this all year. Kyle Lowry being the key, the engine to this team. And the fact that he couldn't get it going early, that was a bad sign to me because the prior games, whether he was getting to the line or he was just making shots, 
he got things started. And if it's not Kyle Lowry, Dunlop, which Raptor do you think it should be that should be taking and taking a step and saying, hey, guys, don't worry, I got this right now? It's got to be Pascal. It has to be Pascal. You can't be relying on anybody else. Matt Thomas coming in here, you know, earning his keep, and, and he's, he's played well by all means. Um, but it's it's got to be Pascal, and I don't really know what it is and how the way that game played out in the second quarter, early on in the third, he couldn't seem to find that extra gear. I don't know what if he's just in his own head, if he looks at the Celtics and he feels like they, they can't hang with them, or he feels as though his, his game isn't at their level. Uh, it's surprising because we've seen him elevate his game you know, uh, last season and through through much of this regular season. But right now in the bubble, it seems like he's in his own head. And that's why the Raptors are in the spot they are because they need Pascal to deliver, man. It's funny you mentioned the spot they are now because I thought after the Raptors came back to tie the series at two, I feel like the fan base thought like this series was over, <laughs> right? Like it was like, oh, yeah. we're back. Just going to win in six, going to be the buck sweep. And it's like. Relax. And I think slow and, down and from watching that game, maybe the Raptors thought the same thing too. Like, we we're just going to show up and take these next two games. And Boston's just going to roll over. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird, but stick with Siakam for a bit here, right? Because here's, a, here's some stats. Again, we try to match the stats with the eye test. Siakam in the first half of this series, okay? In game one, Pascal Siakam, one for eight, three points. In game two, Pascal Siakam, five for 10, 11 points. Not bad. You take that. Game three, 0 for 2, 2 points. Game four, 4 of 11, 9 points. But if we remember, that includes like 1 for 8, I think, from 3. And then game five tonight, 2 of 3 for 4 points. In total, in the first half of this of this series, Pascal Siakam is shooting 34% from the floor. That can't, can't have that, man. You can't have that from one of your star players. And I feel like there's this rush to make excuses for him. But when people put out stats, like that's just the facts of what's going on. Oh, he, just, he needs to play he better. He spoke about Brad Wanamaker. Yeah. Right? The Celtics' sixth. First is Brad Wanamaker. He's not their sixth best player, is he? He's their sixth man. He's, <laughs> okay. he's, he's, he's right now, he's their yeah. sixth man. Okay. Yeah, bench, yeah, right? yeah. Okay. Anybody's sixth man come. I don't care if it's Lou Will. Right? Ooh. He should not outscore mm -hmm. your leading scorer. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And that should not happen. Yeah. Right? We just said Brad Wanamaker had 10 points at the half. Yeah. Pascal had three shots at the half. Something's not right. That's just not basketball. That's not efficient basketball. That's not smart basketball. It's not playoff basketball. Mm -hmm. So something needs to change there. Yeah, Dunlop. I mean, in terms of Siakam's game, I thought one thing that was strange was normally we at least see good defense from Pascal. But one thing I noticed is they got him guarding Marcus Smart for the most part, which tells me you're trying to give him a bit of a rest. But the other part of it is I saw plays where Wanamaker was going by him. I saw Ojale going by him. If he's not giving it up even defensively, is it a call for, hey, maybe we do need to play him a little less minutes? Because people can't have it both ways. I think what's happening now, too, follow me here, is people are crushing Budenholzer for not playing Giannis enough minutes. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we watch the raps and we're like, oh, our star players look tired. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah. what's what's the way to go here? Is it clearly showing us that we, they need bench minutes? 
I think that's one thing you'll point to definitely from this game. The numbers are, are tough, right? The, the, all the numbers from this game, I think you do kind of talk, break them down and talk about them today, but you got to throw them away and hope that you're not able to use these again in the future, be it <laughs> in game six or next season, honestly, because the, I, I just feel like there was, there was something in the Raptors' head tonight, and Pascal's a great example, I think. Early on, it was uh, I can't remember if it was Jack or Leo, but I'm pretty sure it was at halftime where they highlighted defensively what Pascal was doing wrong mm-hmm. and how he was actually being so aggressive. He was closing the space and in turn opening the lane for for um, Smart and I think there was one or two times it was Tatum to just go by it as opposed to to uh, allow that space to force him to pass the ball to play him zonally. And they wasn't doing that. So I think that comes from him wanting to contribute more, knowing that he's not up to his level. Uh, But in turn, it just led to more mistakes. And the thing too, we also know the Raptors are a team that is prepared defensively, right? So we know there's a game plan. So when you're seeing blow-bys like that, that's just, I don't know if guys aren't ready. I don't know if, like, it just doesn't seem Raptor-like. So I think it's, it's, like Brandon was saying, I think it's him trying to, overcompensate for the fact that offensively his game's just not there mm-hmm. right right now yeah so maybe he's trying a little extra hard on defense and like you said closing when he should be letting Marcus Smart shoot that shot or maybe after a game it was a game two when Marcus Smart hit those five shots yeah game two you're thinking we can't let him do it again I don't like I don't know what's in their head it's just we're not seeing Raptors basketball right now Right, like you're gonna yeah. make shots, you're gonna miss shots. Fine, right? That's fine. But this all round, we're not seeing what we've known as Raptors basketball over the course of this season. So here's the thing. I'm gonna here's the thing. I'm gonna say right because I've been worried about this series from the get go and throughout, even through it being two two, I was still worried just because the way that the Raptors continue to play in terms of living and dying by the three ball. Which if you think about it, the OG three is the epitome of that because they literally lived and died by that 0.5 crazy shot. But for them to come out in this game and shoot 20%, right? In what? So they start off the first quarter, four of 20 from three, one of nine, one of nine from three, four of 20 from the floor, right? OG was the only Raptor starter to have a field goal in the first quarter. Unacceptable. We would all agree with that, right? They shoot 20% in the first quarter, second worst first quarter shooting performance in franchise postseason history because they shot 15% in their first ever playoff game against the Knicks. That is like, when you think of that, you're kind of just like, wait, what team are we watching? This was just two days ago. And now it's like, they got to be tired. So should the game plan have been to mix in the bench? It's the only thing I can think of because Freddie wasn't looking good early even when you get all the way to the half and Boston was shooting 55% from the floor, meaning they're getting anything they want. 62 to 35 was a score. Raptors shoot 30% in the first half. Fast break points, Boston led 26 to 14. Or sorry, fast break points, Boston led 13 to three. Points in the paint was 26 to 14 for Boston. In every facet of the game, they won. So Dunlop, can I ask you something, man? Is there a positive that you can take this game at all you know what it's 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 hard to pick one because other it's than it's so over at... <laughs> no i don't i'm not saying it's over I'm not no saying, i meant I'm the game i just meant the game's over that's it 
the 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 positive the positive that they can take is they still got another chance here. They still got another chance to show that they're a lot better than this game. Mm-hmm. That they can they can and they can they can absolutely show up in game six. Um, you know, you look at the the OG shot in that game, and you're right. That's the epitome of the series. And for Raptors fans who forgot those first two losses and the way that they they played against Boston and thought the series was done. It's the way that they're losing to Boston that's the scariest thing yeah. because they're they're not losing these close games. You know they're not losing by a couple of shots or a couple of foul calls. They're getting crushed. Yeah. That this is the fourth time this season Boston's beat them by at least fifteen points. Yeah, the entire day. Well, there's only one other team that did it, and Boston's done it four times now. So yeah. that's super alarming, and that's that's why I keep saying and I hate to pick on what's in their heads. What are they thinking? What's going through their minds? But it's hard not to look at that when you see that it's the same opponent. It's these situations where you make mistakes early, you get behind early, and then you bury yourself. Yeah. You give yourself no chance, especially being shorthanded. Because if, like, there was a moment where we were talking about when Fred got his third foul and they didn't put him on the bench. And I get why you don't. But on the flip side, he's tired. He has three fouls. You might as well give someone on the bench a spin and see if he can get some form of energy because they had no energy throughout. And I get trying to ride Kyle and them and think that maybe it'll just turn, but not against this Celtics team. They weren't just going to like slow up. I don't know. Q. But, uh, <laughs> Q seems antsy like, right now. I'm just going to let him go. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just saying when you look back right at the four, before you, before this game even starts, mm-hmm. you look back and you think, damn it. We probably should have got swept the way we've played. Right? Or at least be down 3-1. Okay. Right? The way we played. Yeah. Right? But we have a, we had a miracle buzzer beater, mm-hmm. and then game four was actually a decent game. They won the game. Right? Okay. Yeah. And you're looking at the way we played, and look, it's a, it's a 0-0 series now. It's a best of three. Heading into this, yeah. So as tired as you may be, do you not at least come out with some adrenaline? At least come out with some, like, Guys, we're in this series. We shouldn't be, but we're in this series. Let's go, dude. Right? Like, I don't know. It's not looking good. Yeah, that's the big thing. That, And I think that's what Jack jumped all over early. Because as, as I said, come the second commercial break, he's already burying this team like this is a loss. And yeah. at first I thought, okay, what what are you seeing through your coach's eye, old head, yeah. that you really want to yeah. bury this, this team right now? Yo. Because I, I felt like it was too early. But he was right. They never showed it. And uh, they they never found that spark because they were beat to, you know from the get go and fatigued from the start. But I'm like, even if you're tired, right? Mm-hmm. Like again, I'm going. This is going off the eye test, mm-hmm. right? And 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 like you said, we talk about this. We've we've played sports. We we watch sports. So if you're tired, right? <laughs> you're exhausted. You got no legs. Should there not be ball movement? Should there not be something like? If I'm dead tired, I'm not going one on one against you. I'm no, trying to get rid of the ball. It, no, I, right? I, I I'm know trying what to do. I'm trying to do the. I'm trying to still score. We're yeah. in the game, but I'm trying to do the least amount to get there. But I didn't see any ball movement for most of this game. Yeah, and I mean, really, the second half was a wash, right? Yeah. Like the game was over at halftime, pretty much. And you you look at this game and you just think the Raps just didn't have it, and you hope that they can chuck it aside and bounce back, and you hope they can bounce back. Kind of like how man's like Jalen Brown did, who had a horrible game four, came out in this game, took the first three of the game, hit it, and then went on to finish with 27 points, 10 of 18 shooting, three of seven from three, but he was just aggressive. 
He was all over the place. He had a huge dunk on OG early where he was just screaming like he wanted to get OG back for wedding that shot on his head. But Jalen Brown, Dunlop, for him to have a bounce back game like that, how big was that for Boston? He's a, he's a player that I would be very afraid of. And you also tell he showed a lot of emotion with that dunk. But he also, I, I thought for most of the game, just was so focused, just laser focused. Uh, and the, the look in his eye was, I'm just, we got to get out of here and crush you. You're going you're gonna to have no no chance. You can you can cut the, the lead to 18, and we're still going to beat you by 20-plus. That was the, the look he had in his eye, I felt like, the entire game. Uh, someone who really had a point to prove and, and didn't just want to win, wanted to crush the Raptors. Yeah, and he was someone that came out after the OG shot saying that's on him, then came out and said the same thing again after last game, that he just has to play better. Kemba also talked about having to be more aggressive as he only took, what, nine shots last game, I think it was? Might have even been seven, but either way, single-digit shots. Not good enough from Kemba, but tonight, 21 points, 8 of 15 shooting. Those guys just came out and they played, but Q, I want to highlight another very important part that is frustrating to me just watching the game. And I'm sitting on my couch, so I'm not claiming to be a basketball expert or smarter than the Raptors or Nick Nurse, but when I watch the Celtics and I watch Tatum and Kemba and Jalen, for the most part, although Jalen falls into the Siakam train a little bit, those guys are going to the basket. Everything is going to the cup. And I don't understand when I watch, when I see the Raptors and Siakam constantly settling. OG three for 11 in this game. We don't see OG take 11 shots most nights at all. But do you know what I mean? Kyle and Fred struggling at the rim. Like, there's no shot blocking on Boston. I don't get it. I sit and watch the Celtics consistently go to the cup. Can the Raptors do, do the same? Or is it a personnel thing? And they can't. Well, I, I, it's not that they can't. I'm asking because, the question. <laughs> because, Kyle, because Kyle, who's yeah. the second smallest guy on the floor, mm-hmm. did it for two straight games, going to the cup, mm-hmm. challenging Thice or mm-hmm. whoever they put in there, right? Yeah. So if Kyle at 6'1 can do it, yeah. there's no reason why OG at 6'8", uh, Serge at 6'9", Siakam at 6'8", there's no reason Norm at 6'4", with hops, there's no reason why any of those guys can't do it. Yeah. Right? So they like need said, to limit themselves. They didn't even play. Like their one shot blocker is Robert Williams, and he barely played this game. Yeah, he barely played. Right? He's he was probably one of their most effective guys in the first two games. I don't know why he's not in there now, but maybe I remember he did leave one game hurt, so maybe he's still feeling that. But I don't understand why he didn't get more minutes this game. Not that they needed it, but yeah. you know, he's their one shot blocker. Yeah. Right? So if he's in the game, I understand maybe double clutching or whatever. But Tice is not a shot blocker. He can't get off the ground. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason why you should not be challenging that guy. Yeah. Right? There's even times when Boston went small where Tatum's now their biggest guy and they still yeah. weren't trying to get to the, to the cup. The Raptors did try to go... Oh, sorry, Dunlop. Go on. Go on. I was just going to say, there's a couple times in the third quarter where it felt like just get, the be- just get to the hole. Just get the bucket. And they were rushing the three, rushing the shot. It was... One quick break, I think Freddie, who ran it down in the corner, and he pulled up and he just shot straight away. There was nobody in front of him, but there was four Celtics shirts descending on the paint. Like, you weren't going to come down with that rebound if that didn't drop. Uh, and they, they seemed like, you know, they, they were always chasing, but they were always panicked. Yeah, I mean, that that's that. I remember, I remember that string. They actually they scored, they got a stop, right? They threw it all ahead to Fred, and he rushed the three point shot, yeah. right? 
They missed, right? They came back down. I think they got another stop. And this is the play that I was telling you that I think you missed the play when we were watching it, where they came back down again, swung the ball three times. And I think Kyle was Kyle was double teamed. He had the ball. He passed it to, to Fred. Fred over to Norm. And Serge, wide open, nobody guarding him under the basket, right? Because Kyle yeah. was still got the double team. Yeah. Thice didn't retreat yet. Yeah. And he had his hands up calling for the ball. And Norm shot a contested three. Yeah, like if you're trying to get in back into the game, especially when you get a stop, you need a bucket on the other end, for sure. And it didn't happen. They got two straight stops. They came away with zero points off turnovers. You can't, you're not going to come back in the game like that. It was too tough for them to come back, and I just think the way that the Raptors playing their starters like that, it was going to take way too much of energy to get back into the game to then be able to get over the hump. And you saw that. They couldn't even really get it to 12. They got it to what? Like 15, I think, might have been the closest at one point. But it was just an ugly game for sure for the Raptors. And I'm going to get to some comments, though, here. And we're going to take some questions as we do normally live on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, and YouTube, of course. And the shouts one thing to the people on the instagram stream we got the stream up here but if you want to get an actual like full normal view with the proper audio and all that fun stuff get go to the link in bio on instagram that will take you to the youtube stream same thing you can still comment and join us in the conversation there as well uh but let's start here on youtube Eric says, Nick Nurse lives and dies with his core seven. Well, they're getting massacred by the Celtics. No chance and no fighting spirit whatsoever. I mean, it it was tough. This was a very ugly game early on. And Dunlop, you made the point earlier about Jack. And we noticed that too. I was kind of like, yo, Jack sounds sad matterly, right? Because you you can tell when they get into that vibe where it's like, oh no, we're going to have to fill like mad quarters just talking about the keg or whatever, right? But they had no energy, and I was stunned by that. And I was stunned that it took that long to say, hey. Because I think at the start of the second quarter, they gave Boucher and Matt Thomas some minutes, right, yeah. early on. But was that maybe too late? Or is that who you'd want to see come off the bench? Is it Boucher or Matt Thomas? Or who who do you think would be able to help most coming off the bench? Dunlop, I'll, I'll start with you, man. In a moment like that, and I think you saw it in the third, late in the third quarter, but it was too late, uh, Terrence Davis. Now, Terrence Davis threw up a couple of threes that they rimmed out and, and they didn't fall. But he, he didn't seem phased by that. He still – it was the right shot. He was taking clean shots that just didn't fall. And he didn't didn't seem bothered by it to just – that's the rhythm. It's going to drop. It's going to drop. And I feel like the, the Raptors didn't have that faith that it ever would. Mm-hmm. So they were constantly tinkering, constantly moving about. And, yeah, I don't think Matt Thomas is the guy. I mean, he played well, too. And he, he sank a few threes early on. Um, I think surprised a lot of people maybe. But I think Terrence Davis has got to play more in this series. Terrence Davis is a guy all season that just seems like he's up for this fight against against the Celtics. That it, you know, if he's playing a, a, a bigger role in these games, I don't know if they're losing four times by fifteen plus to Boston. Terrence Davis deserves some minutes, and I'm surprised and disappointed that he's not getting them right now. I also just think, yeah, the style of play, right? Like he's kind of a grinder. He can get it in and get it in the paint and and get his own shot, whether it's going to the basket or on the perimeter, but also just another ball handler that might be able to give a bit of a rest to Kyle and Fred. Like it's just a thing where you're right. There's been different moments throughout the season where he just provided that spark from the guard position. And I think when Kyle and Fred are playing such heavy minutes, why not give the rook 
a twirl. Why not look, give him a shot? Q, what do you think? Is it Terrence or is there someone else you'd like to see get more minutes? So I got two names. Um, I bet I know one of them. Oh, you damn, <laughs> damn sure you're going to know one of them. But like I said, they're, they're tired. They came out with no energy in the game. Who are our two big energy guys? Right? Rondé and Boucher. Now, Rondé, I thought for the first four games, I thought was hurt. I know he missed. He missed. He did miss a game in, in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't remember. If some knee. I think it was a knee injury or something. He missed a game. and But I, we haven't seen hide nor hair from him all series. Until this now, yeah. fourth quarter dead time's out, garbage time, and all of a sudden Rondé's off the bench and yeah. he's running. Mm-hmm. So it makes no sense to me why he would not be in the game, right? Now Jason Tatum, you know, I think it was game two and he had thirty points, but Jason Tatum has been almost. We've been playing Kyle on Jason Tatum for most yeah. of the series. Mm-hmm. Rondé is six eight and a defensive guy. Now yeah. he doesn't give you much offensively, but nobody's giving us much offense. He's going to make Tatum work. He's going to make Tatum work, right? And he, he he knows he's not a shooter. He drives it to the cup. <laughs> he takes it to the cup. Yeah. Right? And he's an energy guy. Every rebound that goes up, he fights for it. And he could use and some ugly guard. baskets. Right? Just he can some guard. ugly offensive rebounds. Yeah. Right, getting extra possessions that way, just mixing it up a little in the paint, like Marcus Smart is being the pest. Exactly. The Raptors, I feel, are a little too uh, um, finesse. Yeah, I'll say. Right, yeah. a lot of outside play, a lot of like, if we don't get the three, we might not really get the rebound either, and then it's just possessions over. But you need someone to muck it up in there. Exactly, and defensively, he can guard all five positions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you so you right. so you switch and you switch and you switch and he doesn't run out of energy and he keeps going he keeps going and the shot goes up and he's back there trying to get the rebound. Yeah. Boucher is another guy, right? Nobody on the Raptors seems to be able to stay in front of Kemba Walker. Boucher cool. can't either. No, he can't stay in front of him. Okay. But you at least know he's going to try to block that shot. Fair. Yeah. He's going to try. Mm-hmm. Right. And Fair when that shot goes up, he's back on the ground and he's up again trying to get the rebound and he's just an energy guy he runs yeah right yeah that's two things that we've been missing energy and 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 just like you said those dogs that are just ball hawks they're just going for the ball yeah so if we're tired and we're playing seven guys and all seven guys are injured that is that not who we need we come into a game like this which i thought was a must-win game yeah and you come up with no energy. Do you not put your energy guys in the game? I just no. That's fair. I don't see it. Dunlop, you had a follow to that about the energy guys. I was just just gonna say in the fourth quarter that that really surprised me. I think I made a joke when we started here. Like Rondé Hollis Jefferson should have been starting earlier, and <laughs> I, I don't know if I like truly believe that he should have been in the game a hell of a lot earlier. But looking at it now and analyzing it, that's totally what they needed was just a spark of energy and not. Uh, you know, a guy that wasn't going to be phased if the if the one transition three didn't fall. Yeah. Like, pull your stocks up, hang on. It's gonna it's a it's a long game. It's almost as if they, you know, they uh, didn't think they'd last forty eight minutes, let alone contend. And uh, you can't have that. You can't have that at, at at this level, and you can't have it at this point in the in the postseason, man. No, it's true. Just the way the raps are going at this point, it's just a matter of can they figure it out and get to. A point where they're able to flush this game and move on to the next one. Because at this point, it just was not a good look at all. And you look at it and you think, 
next game, can they all find the bounce back like Jalen Brown did in this one? And I'm still looking at Pascal Siakam. That's who I'm looking at in terms of that's a guy to me that needs to step up the most for the Raptors because to this point, yes, he had a, an okay game last game, an okay half, really, when you look at it. He had a good second half. But overall, he has not played well in this series. And sometimes I think it gets overcomplicated in the playoffs when really it's kind of simple. Your star players play more minutes. And in theory, if your star players play more minutes, you should get more points. And instead, we've seen Siakam's numbers go down. That can't happen. That's just where it is. Kyle did his part. Kyle gave us their down to nothing. Kyle carried the team on his back. And got us back in the series. And now the young guys, it's it's their turn. Right? But we can't be asking. Like We know the team's going to go as far as Kyle was going to take them. But there's a limit to that. And if they're going to take it any further, he's going to need some help. But I'm going to ask you guys, I'll start with you, Q. Who is a Raptor that you think needs to step up the most next game? Is it as simple as just Siakam? Or would you like to see Freddie? Or maybe it's Kyle's got to be the one. Because if it's not him, they're in trouble. So I think the Siakam thing is just an obvious. So I'm going to go with Fred. Okay. All right. Um. And I'm going to take it away just from the Toronto Raptors standpoint, from a, from a Fred Van Fleet standpoint. Okay. Right? You got money on the line, brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whether, you, whether you're trying to come back to them, play for Toronto, or whether you're trying to go somewhere else and be somebody's starting point guard, yeah. you got you to gotta show that you can run an offense. Yeah. And right now, I think because his shot is not falling at the clip he's used to, mm-hmm. he's trying to just shoot him with himself back into it. Yeah. But taking 30-footers... It's not really gonna work. No. It's not. It hasn't been working, right? So, I think he needs to show mm-hmm. for just for his own for his own pocketbook that he can run an offense and lead a team, no, right? For sure. And not just try and come in and try and shoot his way out of a slump and shoot for forty. You gotta if you're the point guard, you gotta come up. You can, there's gotta be some ball movement. If you, the pick and roll comes, you gotta see you swinging the ball. It can't just be. You just jacking up threes mm-hmm. over anybody. It's it's just so I I say Fred. I mean game four, even game four. I mean he, he has, wasn't high efficient. He hasn't shot exactly, efficiently in any game. Exactly. He, yeah. He's Fred Van Feet is your volume scorer. It's it's you're not going. It's not going to work. Yeah. Right. No. Totally. So totally. You're going. Yeah, we with... gotta see, we gotta see more ball movement. And if you're gonna be our point guard, you've gotta be the catalyst for that. So Dunlop, he was right. What do you shoot think, these man? thirty footers? There, there was one from the top of the arc. Q, you're totally right. He can't be shooting these thirty footers right at the top of the arc. There was like a scramble all around. Boston was just trying to set up, and he just threw up a, a prayer in a crowd instead of instead of taking the time. And uh, he just seemed flustered. And I think you know the, the whole team was. And uh, that's that's why you just got to put this put this game behind you. I'll put it on Pascal, man. If he's playing eighty five percent his level, we're not talking about Rondé. We're not talking about uh, Terrence Davis. We're not talking about Matt Thomas. Mm-hmm. Pascal needs to bring that, and the, that'll bring the Raptors back into the series. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I just think it, it's a thing where your star players have to be your best players, and Kyle Lowry's done it for two games. And I was saying this to Q. At this stage, well, I was saying this to Q during the game. At this stage of Kyle Lowry's career, if you're talking about a seven-game series, you can expect Kyle to have three really good games another game where he's just like okay that was cool 
But asking for more than that from Kyle at this stage of his career is a lot, a lot, a lot to ask. And if you're saying back-to-back games of 45-plus minutes, that's a lot. But you gotta remember in the bubble, like it's just it's every and it's other every night, other night, exactly. right? Like it's not if it was regular basketball, there'd be it'd be two games between uh, home games and three between travel time. So, mm-hmm. you know, yes, they're not on a plane, but you know, jet lag wears off. But playing a back to back games every other day for you know two months that's a lot to ask. Definitely is. I'm just gonna wrap up with some comments here on my peeps from my peeps on Instagram though. And uh, as I scroll through, Gozi says, we got to flush this one. Dvad says, well, move on and bring it on Wednesday. K2's Garnett, this game was a joke. <laughs> Glow Girl Smile says, we were flat. It's a must-win game for, it's a must-win game six or go home. Win or go home. Remember those TNT promos? Do they still run those? I haven't seen those in a while. Uh <laughs> I saw a comment from my guy, AB, that just said, yo, Q looks cheesed. <laughs> Trying to make my triumphant, so, man. my triumphant return to the show after a few <laughs> weeks. And look what I'm look what I got to talk about. I hear you, man. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, Prince says, I blame the loss on the refs and Nick Nurse. There's no reason Mark Gasol should be on the floor for that long. Here's the thing, and I know I've always been the Marcus Gasol defender, so I might as well go down continuing to be the Marcus Gasol defender. He's not the reason the Raptors are losing. He only played 14 minutes. But the other part is, right, for sure. The other part is when you're talking about a lack of ball movement, what's the one thing that you know Marcus Gasol does do for your team? Yeah, ball, ball movement. And if nobody is moving, he's not going to be effective offensively. Yeah. No, totally, totally agree. I just think it's one of those things too, where if you're Mark Gasol, he can't like he's not the deciding factor in the game. Serge played all right, but also what Mark Gasol does on defense can't be mad at that. He does enough on defense still, where he's a big body, he clogs up the lane. So I'm not gonna be blaming Mark Gasol again when Pascal Siakam can't even get to 20 points in the in what four out of the five games he hasn't gotten to 20 points. Yeah. That can't happen, and I'm not blaming Mark Gasol for that. Um, and it's not like Celtics have played Pascal out of this series. He's played himself out, man. Yeah. When he's just settling for the threes, that's the biggest disappointment. And especially when you see you go to the basket, success. Yeah. <laughs> you step out and shoot threes, not success. So, like, it's, I don't know. It's pa- but thing. the thing is, Pascal has allowed Boston to be able to play Grant Williams, Semi Ojolei. Yeah. You know, Semi Ojale. Ojale, sorry. <laughs> Put some respect on Semi Ojale's I, 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 I might have to after this series, right? <laughs> but when those guys come in the game and yeah. they're guarding a Pascal Siakam, you make them pay. They should have to pay for that. Yeah. Right? No, I totally agree with you. I I, I totally agree. I'm going to keep going here on some comments. Instagram, Alex says, two blowout losses in the last five games. Starting the first quarter with only nine points is unacceptable. Got to play faster and have more energy. Awful performance. It's pretty good. I mean, you ain't told no lies there, Alex. There's definitely no lies there. Shouts to you guys. Really appreciate all the comments. There's so many comments. Uh, a beer also says shout out to Dunlop, by the way, just passing along that message from the IG comments. Um, so much going Thanks, on though. K2's Garnett says only positive. 
is that Freddie won't get a max contract. We can give him 20 mil. <laughs> I don't know if I want to give Freddie 20 mil. 20 mil is a lot. 20 mil is a lot. But anyways, we got time to talk about that. Lots of dudes making 20 mil and don't, that wouldn't have got it 10 years ago, five years ago, three years ago. Yeah. True. Very true. You bring up good points. You bring up good points, my dude. Uh, but yes, Mr. Dunlop, really appreciate you coming through with us here on this, the Wrap It Up podcast. Where can the people hit you up on the social medias if they want yeah, to get at I'm- you and get some of your uh, whole grain content? I want to say one thing that's happened is the content on whether it's TikTok, whether it's IG. Hey, man. It's it's been nice. It's been nice. But where can the people find some of the whole grain goodness that you're cooking with, Dunlop? Yeah, if you want soccer references and random country music songs on TikToks, I'm your I'm your guy. Okay, I didn't think that that would that would ever happen before a pandemic, but this is what's happened now. You can check out my stuff, Brendan underscore Dunlop, uh, the same on on all platforms, Instagram, TikTok, which I'm having a lot of fun with, man. TikTok's a, a, a cool world, and I, I never thought I'd say. Uh, no, really appreciate that for sure, my dude. Q. Where can the people find you, man? Um, all social media at simply underscore just underscore Q. Or of course, check myself out and my buddy Foots, who's usually here, at uh, at DDS Caps or DDScaps.com is our website. Check out some of the stuff we got. You can follow us on Instagram. Um, we've always got, you know, uh, pop culture references and you know new music coming out, local Toronto talent. You know, basketball, whatever is going on in the world, we got you covered there. Yeah, check us out anytime, man. Lots going on for sure. And of course, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Really appreciate you guys tuning into this, the Wrap It Up podcast, your only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post game show. And you know what? It's okay. I'm going to end with this message, Raptors fans. It's okay that it's probably going to go seven. Like, this is. If you started out at the start of the series and you said Raptors versus Celtics, you're probably going to have to win in seven games. How many of us would be surprised? So now here it is. You just got to win two games. Am I saying that I think that is going to happen? I don't know. But I sat in the same spot after OG hit that shot and said, I was done trying to pretend like I knew what was going to happen next. Because after that shot went in, anything was possible. But guys, I really want to thank you guys for tuning in. And huge shouts to the people that were watching and commenting. Shouts to all the YouTube people. I see all your comments. You guys having your own conversation in there. Really appreciate it. Same for the Instagram people. Again, don't forget to tune in live to this podcast right after each and every Toronto Raptors game. Whether you are live on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or on YouTube, we take your comments and questions live. And if you miss it live, we got you covered on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe. Support the movement that is the Wrap It Up podcast. And remember, if you're reading this, we still champs. Still factual. Just saying. Again, my name is Sheldon Alexander. And as I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya.